Friends podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Singer. I'm a Christian writer and blogger living in the beautiful state of Alaska. I'm also a trauma survivor and a mental health advocate. I've been through some tough things in my life, and I'm sure you have too. Grace Moments is about helping you hold on to belief in your darkest hours, embrace hope by knowing your suffering is never wasted, and be inspired by the stories of others who have survived their own tragedy. Life, however difficult, can be a meaningful journey, and I'm here to walk it with you, so let's do this together. Nearly all of you listening today have flown on an airplane at some point in your life. You know the drill. After giving the agent your boarding pass, you make the long walk down the ramp to the aircraft, at which point you enter, and then awkwardly make your way past dozens of people you don't know, looking for your row until you find your seat. After disturbing a person or two from their seat, or them disturbing you, you and the airline crew then share a few bonding moments as safety protocols are discussed in case of an emergency. Most of us can probably almost recite the info by heart after all the times we've heard it. Then comes taxiing to the runway, at which point the pilot puts on the fasten seatbelt sign and instructs the crew to please be seated for takeoff. Before you know it, you're airborne and on your way to your destination. I've been thinking a lot lately about how life is like an airplane flight, with God as the pilot and us the passengers. Learning to trust Jesus and His plan for your life looks very similar to how we put faith in those who fly our aircraft to make sure we get to our proper location. So buckle up, sit back, and welcome aboard the ride called life. If we're to understand anything about the ride that is our one crazy life, we need to understand the simple yet basic truth around which all others revolve. We need to start at the beginning, which is that salvation is like our boarding pass. It's a sign we've given God our full surrender and are all in for the ride. When you hand the ticket agent your boarding pass, you are taking the risk of flight and putting your life into the hands of the pilots and crew on board. By purchasing a seat on that plane, you have calculated the slim but real potential for unexpected issues along the way and have deemed your destination worth going the trouble and risk to get there. You've trusted the experience of the airlines enough to put yourself into their protection and believe they will take care of you all the way to your eventual stopping point. Surrendering your life over to Jesus is much the same. You take a calculated risk that you deem worth making, and you place your life into the capable hands of Jesus, trusting Him to guide and care for you to your eventual destination which is eternity with Him. Just as your plane ticket indicates that you are cleared to be on that flight and that you have paid the money for that seat, your salvation is the indicator that you have not blindly walked into this faith walk without realizing there is a risk and a cost to it. You have assessed it and chosen to go with God moving forward, understanding that there will be a certain price to pay along the way. Things won't be easy, and they won't often be comfortable, but they will always be worth it. Conversion is an absolute, complete surrender to Christ and His Lordship over your life. Like a passenger, you are no longer in control of where you are going or how fast you get there. That is up to the pilot and crew. All you can do is to have faith and buckle up for the ride. In like manner, allowing God full authority over your life is the only way to reach the places He wants to take you. If you try to still own your own life 
and live by your own rules and your own desires, you're not going to experience the life he intends for you, because after all, he did say that whoever wants to come after him must first deny himself, take up their cross, and follow him. Like the disciples whom Jesus called, they must be willing to drop everything and go where God is moving. They must, in a sense, be willing to go all in and buy a ticket for the ride, step onto that flight, and let God take over from there. As Andrew Murray once wisely said, God is ready to assume full responsibility for the life wholly yielded to Him. The obedience of faithful submission and the willingness to turn over full control to Him is something He will not fail to bless, but we cannot obtain that blessing if we're afraid to step out of the safety of the terminal. God has put safety measures in place to make sure that you are taken care of. His protocols are always for your good. We've all probably been guilty upon boarding a flight of tuning out a bit while listening to the safety features and guidelines. We've seen the crew do their little thing in the aisle with the life vest, the mask, the seatbelt, etc., and likely thought, I know that already, and mentally checked out. But let's think about this for a minute. If I were to ask you right now to repeat back what they tell you to do in case of an emergency, could you tell me? Could you explain the safety measures accurately and then take action if necessary? Here's the thing. For all the times we've heard and watched the flight crew tell us what to do, we've probably ruled out the chance something will ever go wrong, because it never has. And thus we've decided it's not worth listening to the rules because we won't need them anyway. I wonder sometimes if that's the way we are with our faith. We've sat in church and heard the messages and learned the songs and read our Bibles, but when it comes to putting into practice what we've been shown and told, we mentally check out and think, I don't need to worry about that. I've never struggled with that. Or, that's never happened to me yet, so it never will. We figure that the warnings and guidelines and scriptures are for those people who don't care, just like we figure somebody else will listen to the safety features and act and we'll just follow them. We decide what information is applicable and throw out the rest, figuring we've never needed it up to this point, so we won't ever need it going forward. However, when you read the book of Psalms, for instance, you see continuous references to the importance of heeding instruction and delighting in the law or guidelines of God. See, he's put those there for a reason, same as the flight crew on a plane. Those guidelines and safety measures are there for your good, and just because you haven't maybe run across a particular problem where you've needed that information doesn't in any way mean you won't at some point in the future. Psalm 19, 7-11 says, The law of the Lord is perfect reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. You can say you don't have to pay attention to the warnings of God's word because you've got it all together, but I can assure you, at some point, you will find yourself in a crisis and realize you should have listened and had some wisdom to fall back on when things got bad. Human nature is such that it will underestimate its own inability and will become overly confident in itself until a collapse happens and it is stunned by its own folly. Stumbles will inevitably happen, 
and the safety guidelines are only there for the just-in-case moments for when they do. Most of the time, if you're staying true to Christ and His commandments, you won't need to worry about finding yourself unnecessarily in an emergency, just like you make your flights safely just about every single time. But in the case that something does go wrong, you don't want to be left without the skills to survive. Trust that the protocols, however confusing to your finite mind, are there for your benefit and don't dismiss them. It's probably better to listen up now and try to learn something instead of waiting for when you need that guidance and realizing you don't remember any of it. We do not know how to fly the plane, but we often try to make it seem like we do. I can count so many times in my life where I tried to play expert at something and figured since I'd watched or experienced it enough times, I had gained knowledge and skill in a certain area that qualified me to give my advice or perspective when I actually didn't know much of anything about it. You know what I'm talking about. It could be watching sports or critiquing music or even flying a plane. You convince yourself that you can do an equal if not better job at something than somebody else just because you understand a tiny bit of what goes into it. You play the game with yourself of, if I needed to, I could do that. And maybe in some cases, you possibly could. But in all honesty, most of us know that just because we learn a few terms or observe something a few times doesn't by any means make us an expert in that area. Yet we kind of like to think we do. And I believe sometimes we look at our relationship with God this way. It would be like one of us walking up to the cockpit mid-flight and suddenly asking the pilot if we can take over the controls. Don't worry, sir. I got this. We laugh about the thought because in this instance it seems silly. But haven't we all had times when we tried to convince God we could do a better job running things simply because we didn't like the direction he was going or the situation we found ourselves in? I know I have. I've gotten frustrated at how long it was taking for God to move in a certain area of my life. I've become angry when it appeared he was leading in the opposite direction of where I thought things should head. I've doubted and flirted with unbelief because I questioned if he really knew what he was doing. But the truth is, I am not God, and neither are you. When he who holds the universe in his hands holds our life, who are we really to question whether or not he's capable of doing what's best for us and accomplishing his purposes? Teresa of Avila once remarked, It is presumptuous of me to wish to choose my own path, because I cannot tell which path is best for me. I must leave it to the Lord who knows me, to lead by the path which is best for me, so that in all things his will may be done. Whenever I've taken a step back from the situation and asked myself why I'm trying to take control and push God out of the way, I've usually been convicted of the fact that it's because I'm afraid of the unknown. It's because I failed once again to place my future in the hands of an all-powerful God who loves me, and in the midst of my being scared, I've missed out on the blessings He has for me right where I'm at. In that moment, it's a reminder that I need to widen my perspective a bit and call to my attention the character and past faithfulness of God, to remember that He has never failed me before, and He won't fail me now. I can let Him fly the plane and just sit back and realize that he is the only one truly qualified to handle this. Along these same lines, we come to the next lesson. When turbulence strikes, strap in and hang on. God's got this. When you fly, you place your life in the pilot's hands, and if turbulence hits along the way, 
You must leave it up to him to take care of you and the other passengers. In that tense moment, the only thing you really have control over is yourself. Are you trying to trust? Are you trying to stay calm? Are you trying to manage your emotions and face your fear? So often when we feel our world begin to shake, our tendency is to let our minds begin to imagine our demise in the situation, to torment ourselves with the what-ifs and wonder how on earth we will survive. Just like on a flight, our stomach starts to drop, our hands grip the seat, and we curl our toes just a bit harder. And for as much as we don't want to admit it, we run out all the scenarios that could happen and worry to death over whether or not we will land safely on the ground. The human instinct when things feel out of control is to try to regain control, and this directly wars against the life of faith. Because doing life with Jesus is constantly about letting go and believing He will work, something you can't really do if you're desperately worried over how He will solve your circumstances. The how is always His responsibility. The trusting is ours. It's a known truth that we have the ability to add to our problems by dwelling on the severity of our problems, even when we know deep down that there is no earthly solution to what we're facing. While we cannot necessarily fix what is wrong in our life at that point, we take an odd sort of comfort in driving ourselves crazy, attempting to think through how things might turn out. But Linda Evans Shepard, author of the book Stress Cure, wisely notes, if you are caught up in situations beyond your control, the solution is not figuring out how God can save you, it's trusting that He will. When you're faced with moments that make you feel like you're losing control and everything is falling apart, you would do well to take a breath and open up the hands a little, unclench the toes, and focus on putting your confidence in Christ. He's got this all the way, and there is no need to worry, only the need to remind ourselves that we are safe with Him. Just like when the plane touches ground, God will ensure we survive. Doesn't mean we won't be a little worse for the wear, but we will be okay because He's taking care of everything. And this brings us to a final point. God always ensures you arrive, perhaps not in the route or time you expected, but He always makes certain you get there. Kristen Weatherall put it bluntly when she said, Attempting to always make sense of God's mysterious purposes isn't actually faith. It's accepting only parts of God that we are comfortable with or can explain to ourselves. I stumbled on a quote from Ron Lambros recently that says, Faith is always tested at the intersection of why and trust me. We come to God with those situations and problems that make us ask Him why. He answers with a simple, trust me. You cannot trust God in those things which you choose and not trust Him in others. You either trust Him with it all or with nothing at all. Your choice will either provide you with a powerful faith to carry you through the ups and downs of life, or a faith that struggles with the slightest circumstance. Like we said earlier, turbulence is to be expected on the journey called life. Disruption and difficulty are a given, and nobody escapes that. For as much as we would sometimes wish to get our feet back on solid ground and to hasten the arrival time just so we can get out of the discomfort, the truth is that the only way to is through. We've committed to the ride now and there is no turning back, only moving forward. Just like the pilot, God makes certain that you land safely, that you eventually arrive where you're meant to go. There may be times when he may choose a different route or adjust the time, but you can always bank on him getting you there in one piece. 
Some days you may have a tailwind and speed to your destination sooner than expected. Other times you may have a headwind or other unexpected weather factors, and it takes much longer than anticipated. Either way, your heavenly guide will see you through, and this ought to give you great peace. Calling the flight plan into question doesn't do you any good and only robs you of the strength you need for the rest of the ride. Trying to figure out where God is headed isn't really any of your business when it all comes down to it. Asking Him why all the time and struggling to settle into the journey zaps your energy and invites doubt when faith should have its way. When you fly on a plane, you don't work yourself up about where the pilot is going. You trust they'll get you there regardless of the route. And the same approach ought to be our goal when it comes to the Christian life. Believe in the plan and the one executing it, even when you don't understand. It's not your place to know it all, because you're not the one flying the plane, so to speak. You're not in charge. So just sit back, buckle up, and be calm. Everything will be fine, and you will arrive where you're meant to go. Embrace the journey, friend, because God's taking you a certain direction in His way and His time for a reason, and the adventure is discovering all that along the ride. Just like stepping onto a plane doesn't guarantee you an easy flight, trusting Jesus won't always look like a smooth ride to where you're meant to go, but it will always be a worthwhile one nonetheless. Indeed, it is sweet to trust in Jesus. Oh, for grace to trust Him more. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to this podcast as well as leave a review. If you want to read additional content, please visit and subscribe to my blog at www.graceopens.blogspot.com. You can also connect with me on social media via Twitter at OpenToGrace2015, Instagram and Parlor at OpenToGraceAlaska, and on MeWe under my name, Katherine Singer. I'll see you in the next episode, and remember, Grace will always meet you where you are.